It's Jen the Builder. And Corey. And we are on floor 210, which isn't, no, yes, no, we're on floor 209. Oh, <laughs> that really just threw me for a big old curve. Because it's a, oh, yes, oh, yes. <laughs> wow. And that's what happens when you're doing too much at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> and it'd be too easy to say, Let's re-record um, because that was a very real moment. That was very real. It's the end of the year and everything just seems to be happening at the same time. All at once, just bam. Yeah, pretty crazy. And speaking of um, happening at the same time, we went out over the weekend and it's Christmas everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> and I'm just like, how did that happen? And so the pressure is on. Let me explain what I mean here. At the end of the year, you've got to tie up finances for the following year. We're doing the 90-day plan, so we're hitting things before the new year. We've got performance evaluations. We've got planning for 2023, and I know we're doing a big thing with the Shameless Band and what the new year looks like for them, or for you, rather. Yeah, for them, for us, for you, for me, everyone. Yeah, so I am going to say ahead of time, I don't plan to, but I may be jumping a little bit in this episode. I'm going to try my darndest not to. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so this episode is called No Place Like Home. Mm, love home. Speaking of being in the area and seeing all the lights and feeling the energy and the activity. Yeah. Right. So No Place Like Home is from a movie that you absolutely love. One of my faves of all time, The Wizard of Oz. And a lot of people don't know this, but The Wizard of Oz has multiple backstories, plus it's a story within a story. And then I love, I have a very special place in my heart for little people, for people that um, in this world that we don't acknowledge and we don't mm. um, allow ourselves to understand that this is a group of people that exist and so that's a big part of my inclusion because I, I don't ever want that group of people, any group of people, but especially that group of people to feel like, you know, they're they're not seen or they're not, you know, validated in, in my eyesight. So, yeah. Right. And I know that's going to um, give us the opportunity to learn more about that passion of yours because sure. I can hear it. Mm. And it's going to be something new, actually, that I get to learn about you. So I think we should have a part two for No Place Like Home in honor of The Wizard of Oz. and Oh, I love it. Yeah, that's going to be fun. So I love that you mentioned validation and seeing people. Uh, so this episode is going to be two-part. It's going to be about validation, what that means, and the importance of it, and then linking it to home and a couple of stories that we want to share around it. Sure. Sound like a plan? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So I'm going to ask you, Corey, because there's no one else here. Who else am I going to ask? Um, <laughs> what, uh, what it means to you to be validated? Oh, so validation for me is that, you know, first and foremost, that someone sees me. Someone understands me. And when I say understand, I don't, I don't have to be understood from every tooth and nail. I mean, if I'm talking to you and you're listening 
with the intent to understand, validation is beginning to start. If you say, I just don't get it, but you know what? You sound passionate about it. So, hey, man, I'm going to just cheer you on and I got your back no matter what. That's validation. When, when someone says, I get it, I don't get it, I, maybe I'll get it soon, but I still got your back and it sounds like a good plan. Hey, let's roll with it. There's validation. Such a good, good definition of it. And I'm leaning towards what you're saying. And I say that because there are some people who say you shouldn't have to be validated by others. Self-validation should be enough. And it'll actually be the thing that keeps you motivated. Me, myself, I don't equate validation to recognition um, by the way of like applause or them saying good job. Right. You know, it for me, validation means being seen, being heard. There's an attempt to be understood and accepted, bottom line. Right. Um, so you may not applaud the work I do and you may not get it, but you see it and you're trying to understand it and you're there for it. Right. Um, I, I'll just say this, you know, She's absolutely right. And I, I support that 100%. Just know this, though. In our line of work, we have to have forms of validation in podcasting, in mu yeah. musical outlets. Um, you have to have some form of validation. Otherwise, you have no audience. And if you have no audience, then you're doing this strictly for yourself, which is great, which is cool. But typically, you do the performing arts and you do entertainment world because you're trying to captivate a certain crowd or a certain ear and with that being said uh, i just wanted to tell a brief story if you don't mind not at all uh we went to lunch a couple of sundays ago and our family members showed up unknown uh, it was unknown to us that they were going to be there and uh we don't see this part of the fam family very often but when we did what we noticed was the whole family was there all but uh, one one of the members. Um, and so the kids wanted to come over and say hi to us, and they did. And so we hugged, and um, they, they informed us that they listened to the podcast. And that was so amazing because the kids are in the age bracket of between 4 and 10, and then the older uh, sibling is 16 or 17. And uh, that was Eden, Azariah, Malachi, Michelle, and Vince. And so I just wanted to give a shout out to them because I thought it was pretty cool that Eden made it very known that she listens to Auntie Jen and she enjoys <laughs> the podcast. So that was validation in itself right there. Yeah. And we weren't having a bad day at all, but no. that just, if I was, that would have turned it all the way around. So hi, Eden. Hey. Uh, thanks for validating us. It means a lot to us. For sure. And just the the support from that family. Um, so there was that moment. And there was another moment for me, Corey, last week, too, actually, in one day uh, where I was validated at work. Uh, and I don't ever seek those out, but I definitely welcome when those come my way. So sure. I was in a meeting and this meeting took a turn at the very beginning. And it was a conversation. So there's this conversation, Corey, where I could say, Corey, great job. And today we're meeting for this. Mm -hmm. And the difference in this one was Corey, great job. 
And I loved when you did this. And oh my goodness. And there was that day. And I saw you interacting with that group of people and just the energy. And so the details in it. Yeah. Counting the ways. Yeah. And so what really stuck out to me is that there is time and energy spent when you're validating someone. If you're doing a quick thank you, that's a grateful moment. And it's semi-validating, but where we're going is validated, elevated, is to really expand. Or if someone's talking, tell me more about that. Right. Corey, I see that you're really excited about this project. Let me in. I want to know more. Right. And and let's talk about what that does for an individual that's on the receiving end of that validation. Once you hear those encouraging words and that understanding, you feel a charge, a surge of energy to continue in that vein or in that direction. And you know that you're on the right path. If someone should say, I hear what you're doing. I really don't like that. I think you should try something completely and totally different. You know right away that that person is not going to support you. They don't have your back and there's going to be very little to any support at all. So you're already confused and you may feel like, oh, well, maybe I should do something different. Yeah. I, I need to get somebody else to validate it before I move forward or I just need to change directions completely. Right. And validation is not about fixing something or no. someone, right? Validation just, I'm here for it. Yeah. And I see you. So in what we do, Corey, there's different shoes and pumps that we fill. I say pumps because I'm a woman. Yeah. Just, I read that somewhere and I thought that's brilliant. Yeah. That's brilliant. As speaking of inclusion, right? We want to include everyone. So we have a lot of shoes and pumps we fill and we search different forms of validation. I think the number one reason for most of why we search for validation is just to know that we're going on the right path and it's speaking to people and there's value added for them. Mm -hmm. uh, that's really important to us. And so there's the validation in that aspect. And then there's the validation, of course, when you perform from the crowd. Mm, oh, absolutely. Tell, yeah. Tell, tell us about that. So we've we've been in practice and it feels good. It sounds good. It's great. And you're just like, man, that was a good practice. But that's all it was, was a good practice. And then there's been shows where there's been minimal people there where it was like, yeah, it was a good show. But, you know, it was just a good show. And then you have those moments where there's a lot of people present and you finish a song and you hear the roar of the crowd and you know. I did. I wasn't the only one that enjoyed that. Everyone cheering and yelling and shouting for more encore, clapping their hands or giving you that approval by saying yes, then that that's a validation that you just cannot replace with anything on this earth. That's right. And I was thinking about what you were saying. We just did this teaching where I work on nonverbal cues. Mm -hmm. And so I just want to remind us that as we're validating people and we're looking for those opportunities to see people and share that your nonverbal cues speak everything as everything. well. So I, I could give you some really fun tips about it. It's going to sound a little 
off for this episode, but not because validation is in the complete way you communicate it from the words you share to body language and all those things. So I've met people who say, Jen, I have RBF, right? Like (laughs) no matter where I go, I look unapproachable. People think I'm mad every time they see me. So here's some things I like to practice is the lifting of the eyebrows, Mm -hmm. the smile, right? Um, And that right there just changes a whole lot. The open hands, open gestures, um, the nodding, the acknowledgement when they are sharing, you know, just some friendly reminders of what that looks like when we're validating someone. Absolutely. And what you'll find is that as you begin to lift the eyebrows, the smile, the open posture, that people will be ready to give you the same validation when you begin to speak. And uh, just an example, as as a band member on stage, when the crowd responds in that way for us, then our, our engines are on full blast. So we're, we're able to remember. See, what happens is if it's a horrible performance or not that many people there, then you forget everything. You just like stick to the script, just do what you got to do. But when that audience opens up to you, you remember to acknowledge the birthdays. You remember to give shout outs. Yeah, they love when you yeah. do that. You remember to give the the proper uh, thank yous to the venue and to the people that are, are, are there to support you. And then, so not only are they validating us, we're validating them. Now we're lifting each other up And it's a different experience. Yeah. So let's stay right there. Sure. Because we're talking about no place like home. And we're very aware that a lot of our listeners, probably 80% of our listeners are from America. And so we've got Thanksgiving coming up on Thursday. We're going to be with family, friends, loved ones. I've heard of Thanksgiving being very dramatic for some. Um, Fortunately, I have not experienced that through all my years spending Thanksgiving with the family. I think we've just been really good about sweeping things under the rug for those moments. Yeah. And then there are some families who are like, we're just going to have it all out right now, right here. (laughs) (laughs) So when you're with your family, um, what are some tips, Corey, that you have? Have you ever had a Thanksgiving where there's been drama? In my personal life, no. Uh, Been to events where there's other families involved, yes. And I've managed to be the peacemaker in every situation that that's happened. Mm -hmm. Only because I just don't have the energy to participate or even watch it because it's such a destructive situation. And I'm just not about, if anybody knows me, I'm about peace and tranquility and understanding, and I feel like I can talk just about any person off a ledge if given an opportunity to. And so, yeah, I, I've had my fair share of just saying, hey, let's just take a walk. Let's go outside. Let's, you know, cool off a little bit. Let's see what's really going on. And maybe not right now is the time to talk about what's really going on. Maybe we should talk about this tomorrow or maybe even next week. You know, every, family is here. Your family's right. here. <laughs> let's just try to have a good time tonight. We'll worry about tomorrow, tomorrow. Right. Just acknowledging their presence. I'm so grateful that you're my family. 
you know, let's talk about what you need from me because I'm here for it. Right. You know, um, those kind of things. So if anyone's dreading a family moment this week. Just call me. I'll come yeah. over. <laughs> <laughs> and eat. You're going to eat with them? Probably not. But I will talk you through just about <laughs> yeah, anything. So funny. All right. So speaking of home, one of the things that warms my heart and also tied in with inclusion is people really going back to their roots or their stories about why they have the worldview that they do. That is a big conversation. It's one that I feel you could really have for at least six months worth of episodes on Take the Elevator. But I just want to start touching on I'm going back in time and really understanding, Corey, what makes you, you, me, me, and hearing from other people on our website or, you know, our social media. So let's talk about a time that you went back to your roots, because I think roots are everything. What does that mean? I really don't know what that means. Well, I think it's open for a translation. Do you want me to start? Sure. I'll listen to yours and then I'll see if I can connect to that. Okay. So when I think of my roots, I think of my Filipino culture and what the culture stands for, what its core values are. Um, One of them, and a lot of people may not know this about Filipinos, is that we love song and dance. Mm-hmm. So one of my most fondest memories is when we actually, when I say we, my cousins and I, and I've told the story about how many of us there are, um, I have cousins who were born in the Philippines and cousins that were born here. And so my family made it a point to draw in us that were born here mm-hmm. so we could understand our roots not be so far from it that we wouldn't even know the culture. So we actually learned a dance called the tinikling and tinikling is with the bamboo poles and they do the symbols on the fingers Mm. and you're in and out of the poles as they're being moved. It's almost like, um, double Dutch, but not it's on the ground poles on the ground. And I mean, we went all out, my mom, our aunts, they dressed us in because this was a practice in the Muslim part of the Philippines that my great grandmother's from. Okay. And so we did the whole outfit, hair pulled back tight, um, and just had a great time. So I'm very thankful when I think of my family to the ties they connected us to as far as our roots and learning more about our culture than the American version of being Filipino. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I now understand what, what going back to your roots mean. However, I feel like I've been a human transplant for mm. many different reasons and in many different ways. And so in some of those transplants, um, the soil wasn't with me and, and I was planted somewhere else. And then began a, a, a roots, so to speak, from there, and then being transplanted into something else. And so there's not a lot of going back to the beginning of where my family history uh, began. Now, I just said that with such eloquence because I could just, could have just said, I don't know where I come from. You know what I mean? Right, right. <laughs> and that would have made people go like, what? Well, what's going on? But the thing about it is that 
the roots that I have uh, in this family, in my um, immediate family with my mother, father, and sister, um, I could go back to that. However, I think I've created some great memories within my own family right here, right now. So that's my roots. That's the roots that I've been mm. given to our children, given to us. And I, I, I go with that opposed to trying to go back into a history that's very blurry, very murky, and not mm. very well understood by a lot of people. That's so well said. Well, thank you. I love the eloquence in that, you know, instead of, because that's validation, right? It's yeah. spending this time to really understand that. And again, I know we're just touching on things. What I love about the concept of roots and trees is that that's how they communicate. So I almost see like you as one tree and me as another and my roots go deep where they're at. And then you've explained yours and then together as husband and wife, you know, they've communicated together and we share some of the things like your family, your, your culture, and then mine. Right. And then we've made it our own and then, and then brought up our kids. Yeah. Right. So it's such a beautiful thing when two different cultures come together and understand one another. Absolutely. And I love how you embrace all things Filipino. When I say all things, not the food, there are things that I don't even embrace about the food, <laughs> but for the most part, I love um, the Filipino cooking. That's something too, that my family has made sure to bring me into is I can cook quite a few Filipino dishes Yeah, and I'm proud of that. Yeah. There there's uh pride in, in my roots. Um, and if I can jump in, yeah. there, that's a lot of the reason why the roots change because I understand that in my background, there's a lot of fried food. There's a lot of greasy food. There's a lot of salty food. And that's just not good for me. It hasn't been good for my family uh, in generations past. Mm -hmm. And so if you know better, you do better. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's just the bottom line. So I've, I'm trying to do better uh, at how to enjoy my culture and my roots, but in my own way. Yeah. And that is a necess necessity mm -hmm. at times, for sure. Um, I was just going to say something about the Filipino culture. But, oh, yes, hello. Because this ties into another prompt for a time that it took a village mm. to do something. So, uh, man, the women in my culture are strong. Yes. The, uh, if anyone were asked me, Jen... Why should you speak about resilience at a conference over anyone else? I would, I, it's not a matter of speaking about it over anyone else. It's just in my DNA. Yeah. Like when you see my family and I'm not saying the men aren't resilient, but there's a superpower with the women and that's in my bloodline, you know? So time it took a village was really me as single mom for a while there with my ex, um, serving the country in different parts of the world. Uh, and it took a village to raise my kids. I would never take full credit for, for raising them. And there's so many people involved in it. And I love it because so many aunts. And so if you meet Kayla and Nathan, they may not know the language. They definitely know the food. They know the respect, you know, for elders that comes with it the way we greet each other, the the manners and things like that. So 
it took a village the whole time. In fact, I was raised by a village. Right. I had mom and dad, but we had aunts and uncles and grandma and grandpas everywhere. I will have to agree. And I will say this, um, not to take away from uh, any village of women or men, I will say this, that I haven't came across um, any weak or not strong villages of women. And I say that because I just want everybody to be clear. You know, it's it's hard to be a village first and foremost, and then it's hard to raise a village, and then it's really hard to birth a village. Mm. So I just want to make that real crystal clear, you know, for those of us who have the single parent or the dual parents and it's, it's just a lot of work. And, and so it's important that we pour back into those villages and continue the strength that has brought us forward. Yeah. And I love that as we think about family and the time we're about to spend with a lot of them, because the holidays coming up, I would just, for me myself, just love to stay in those spots where there hasn't been a place like home. Corey, is there a time in your life when you really felt like there's no place like home? I always feel like that. Mm -hmm. I I haven't been a... My mom taught me at an early age that home is where the heart is. And I think I've said that several times on this podcast. And it's true for me. I always bury my heart in my home so that I feel the best and the safest, the most comfortable when I'm at my own home. I love that. The analogies you're using are really speaking to me when you mention your roots and where your heart is buried. I think when I hear the word buried, it's where the seed is buried. And when the seed is buried, that's where it grows. That's where it grows. And so home is where we've grown. Um, I feel the same way. There were times when I felt very distant from home, whether it be because I was pulled in many directions and my focus wasn't here. Uh, And there is no place. I've been gone in a lot to a lot of places and all I wanted was I just want to get home. Mm -hmm. I just want to get home. And to say, I want to say this for me, there's a certain validation from home that feeds me forever. Mm -hmm. You know, like when you validate me or that validation comes from the kids and I feel seen, appreciated and heard. That's the kind that just can carry me forever and the roots grow deep when that happens i feel like the sun has shown on this tree there's i'm being watered with um acknowledgement with understanding and and fertilized and and you know we have this good friend gloria she loves the analogy of compost and the fact that we need fertilizer to grow yeah and yeah that's poop and it's all that crap and that's just to say that those moments when you use them right and and they you can you can nurture be nurtured by them all these things have a good reason for existing that's right so hopefully this has elevated us and people listening to really explore and discover what home is now if you didn't have a good home life i'm sorry to hear that and that's tough And like you said, Corey, you've been uprooted, transplanted, and you've been able to find a spot and and put your roots down and find home and everything. Absolutely. Well, 
you know us to take the elevator. We say, look up and let's elevate. Every day. I had a stuttering moment there for a sec. My emotions got the best of me. It's all good. Thanks for the validation. Sure.